welcome to the Talking Talent Podcast with you from Regensburg, Germany. I'm David Hine. Thank you for finding us. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you for your time. Thank you for coming around and wanting to know more about some of the top young players from around the world. That's what this show is all about, Talking Talent. Um, we have an army of scouts uh, who talk about three, three players each, uh, each episode. Um, so nine, So three scouts, nine players. And um, yeah, it's uh, been fun. Uh, been a fantastic ride. Uh, love having the guys come on and and just also inform me. Uh, a lot of the guys I've never seen before, so it's fantastic for me to also uh, learn uh, some more about these uh, these great players. Um, uh, this week we actually have a new addition to the army. Um, Marco Turk uh, is going to be. Um, yeah, stepping away for a little bit, uh, work on trying to actually get a, a full-time, um, a job in, in the business. Um, and so that has given us a spot, uh, to bring on Raul Rossitti. Uh, uh, people might know him on Twitter as Prospect Argentina, uh, really good stuff. And, uh, so he's, he's from Argentina, uh, <laughs> no surprise by the name. Uh, so this is his first episode. And uh, I want to uh, thank uh, Raul for <laughs> recording a second time. Uh, we we actually uh, recorded, and then uh, and then I deleted it. Our I deleted our our conversation somehow, and um, he was uh, sport enough to, uh, to 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 do it. yeah to talk again and uh, and I, it's it was just such great information. I I really said you know um, that it would be fantastic if he could do it. And, um, yeah, so he's, you know, obviously Argentina. So we just had the uh, U18 uh, FIBA Americas Championship and a whole bunch of uh, basketball right now in in, uh, in, uh, in, in, in the Americas. Uh, there was also the uh, U18 South American Championship uh, back in March. And uh, so we talk about some of the players from those competitions. Uh, then we also have uh, Luis Policelli. Uh, he comes on and also talks about some uh, Latin American guys. And then um, we have Kane Purnell uh, back on from from uh, from Australia. And he talks about a couple of uh, guys from Oceania and then uh, a, f- uh, a player, um, in, a French player in, in college in the United States. Uh, this, of course, is part of the taking the charge.substack. Uh, dot com paid subscription um these uh the full archives are available uh, uh as part of the paid subscription the sub- paid subscription also gives you the access to the taking the charge prospects podcast which is an in-depth interview with uh, a young player from around the world um if you if you go to taking the charge.substack.com go on there uh, become a subscriber. Paid subscription is in there as well. And uh, if you think it's a little too much, come back, come to me, drop me a message, and we can uh, talk about it. But I think there's uh, loads of great information available. Um, and uh, and uh, so, yeah, that's what it's all about. Uh, I don't want to take any more of your time. I want to let these guys talk. So, again, it's uh, uh, Raul Rossitti. Uh, welcome to the Army. Um, reinforcements for for the Americas. Uh, Louis Policelli and Kane Purnell, and we will talk to you next week. Okay, on the show this week, uh, a debutante, uh, uh, new to the army, if you will. We're recruiting uh, new, new, uh, new guys to uh, talk about uh, uh, players around the world, and we're 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 
got some reinforcements for the uh, for South America, Central America, and South America. Uh, it's uh, Raul Rusetti uh, with uh, uh, coach and scouts, uh, and you know, uh, you probably or you should know him with uh, prospect Argentina on on Twitter. Uh, Raul, uh, thanks a lot for coming on. Welcome to the show. How do you feel? Hey man, thank you for the opportunity. Uh, it's great, great to join the army, and especially with with the more much firepower from South America. <laughs> uh, a little behind the curtain here. Uh, this is actually our second attempt to do this. Uh, <laughs> big time, big time, big time fail by uh, by High News here. Uh, we had a wonderful conversation actually yesterday, and um, somehow deleted it. And so Raul has been fantastic enough uh, to uh, to to redo it. Um, and, uh, so, uh, but I'm sure it'll be just fine. Um, and, uh, and, uh, you know, it's some fantastic knowledge and looking forward to it. Um, we're actually going to start off with a guy who, when we recorded actually yesterday, I didn't actually realize, um, I knew we, we talked about, uh, I knew we talked about him a little bit also in the, uh, in the preview for the under 18, uh, FIFA Americas championship. Uh, and that's uh, uh, Lee Elia uh, from Argentina. Um, and we actually had him on the show back. Uh, uh, Ignacio actually talked about him back on the January 27th show, uh, but uh, was overlooked uh, mainly from my side. Um, and uh, but, you know, since then, you know, he's had two big tournaments, you know, obviously the South Americas to get uh, to get. Argentina qualified for FIFA under under 18 Americas, and then obviously the tournament at under 18 Americas, um, where you know he was excellent. He was uh, you know a huge part uh, in getting them to the uh, qualified for the under 17, uh, under 19 uh, bas- uh, basketball World Cup next year. Um, you know had uh, two big games. He's he's really like the one. Uh, he's the one, uh, you know, his, his, his athleticism, his, his size, you know, it's the one aspect of, um, that the Argentina really doesn't have a lot of, um, and, uh, and, and you'll, you'll kind of talk about that in his background. Uh, but that was needed, you know, especially, you know, you had two games against, uh, the two games against Canada and, um, you know, the, 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 the victory over Canada kind of got them to, uh, to, to really an advantageous uh, game uh, in the um, in the quarterfinals where they we faced off against Ecuador, uh, he plays uh, for. Uh, I was pretty good at this yesterday. Uh, uh, gimnasia, uh, gimnasia y el Grisma La Plata. Uh, yeah, it's it okay. So so I was. Uh, my 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 days of of speaking Spanish uh, in high school are, are are a little behind, a little in the, in the uh, uh, they're they're forgotten uh, more or less. Uh, so why don't you let us know? Uh, I'm rambling here. Why don't you let us know what you have on uh, Lee Elia? Well, uh, first of all, Lee is one of the great great stories for for Argentina ba- basketball in the last couple of months. He's a six nine forward who won't turn eighteen until November. Uh, and he has a pretty special background. He, um, he's the son of a former professional fighter and a TV star in the past decade. Uh, his dad was born in, in Ghana. So he's, Lee is born and raised in Argentina, but he has 
African roots. Uh, he's from La Plata. It's a city 45 minutes away from Buenos Aires and plays for Gimnasia y Esgrima La Plata, a club in, in the second division. Although he hasn't played major minutes so far, he played uh, just 14 games last season. Um, since January, he's been uh, mostly with the national team programs, summer camps, uh, training camp for the FIBA South American under 18. And even he got an invitation for the senior national camp uh, for the FIBA qualifying windows in, I think, the end of the last year, start of this year, can't remember exactly. Well, uh, was, that the February, uh, was that the February window then? Yeah, yeah, the February. Okay. Um, he's a great kid. He's a very humble, uh, always smiling, hard worker. He's a, kind of a late bloomer because he was not in the radar uh, in early ages, like players like Bordon or Giovanetti, who, who were really standouts when they even had 14 or 15 years old. Uh, he played for the national championship under 15 in 2011 for his province, and he was like the 11 or the 12th man in the rotation. Um, he, he didn't play much for his province, and two years later, or two and a half years later, he's one of the top players for, for the national team. But uh, in 2019, the, the pandemic started and basketball was suspended. And a year and a half later, around September 2021, uh, he was playing with kids around the same age in a local league in La Plata, but his body was completely different. He, he gained weight, he grew a couple of inches. I think that the fact that his dad has his own gym may <laughs> kind of have something to do with it, uh, but his body was way different. He, he was stronger, he was bigger, um, and he started to have a, a bigger impact among kids his age first, he, he dominated there and he started to, to dominate among seniors too in a, in a minor league here in La Plata. Um, while he's, he was working out with the professional team in the second division. Um, at the beginning of the year, he, he got the, his invitation to, to participate in the summer camps for the under 18 team. And he really stand out there. Uh, he was the dominant. He, he was one of the better players there. So there's one when the, the invitation to the senior national team camp came. And that's where, where Lee start to, started to, to appear in the radar, right? The, the, the player that we then saw in the South American under 18. He, he's a unique physical profile for a player born in Argentina. He's a fluid athlete with a big, strong body with uh, great athletic ability, great length, mobility. He has a 207 two wingspan. Uh, and he, he, he's strong. He can absorb uh, contact. He can punish small defenders. But right now, he's... His presentation card is his defensive versatility. He's able to guard multiple positions, especially in the perimeter. He's quick enough to slide against smaller defenders. And he's very capable of protecting the rim at, at, at this level, has size, length, uh, and, and of course, natural strength. 
uh, to be a, a forward in the next level. Um, his defensive potential looks great. Uh, he could be also uh, a small ball five in, in, in certain situations uh, because he combines that mobility, that length, that uh, motor and that uh, quickness to, to defend multiple positions and even uh, switch in the bigger roles. Um, he was named in the All-Star 5 for the South America Under-19. He had 10 points and four rebounds with 52% from the field. And a couple of months later, he played the, the championship game for the Under-18 National Championship here in Argentina. It was a tournament that, that should have been played last year, Under-17, but, well, it, it got late. And, and he played this year, and in that final, he had 31 with five threes and a spectacular performance. Uh, he was clearly named the, the MVP of that tournament, but the first stage of that, of that tournament was in November 2021, and he was great, but not that great. He was not that dominant. So uh, the, the South American experience really did great for him. Um, in the in the under 18 Americas, who, which finished a week ago, he played through injury. He, he had a strained groin and he nearly missed the, the tournament with that injury. So uh, he had to battle bigger bodies against Canada, against USA, and, and he was limited by, by the injury. Uh, you could see it in his mobility, in his conditioning. He, he really didn't miss the tournament by, by very little. Um, offensively, he right now his big impact is around the basket. He's a strong finisher. He knows how to use his body and his strength to punish smaller defenders um, near the rim. Especially in the low post, he has good footwork there, but also driving from, from the perimeter, stopping. He has a, a two-footed power stop to create space and uh, finish strong. Uh, uh, smaller defenders against him doesn't have uh, a really good chance. Uh, when he played the five there, he, he was the, the best interior presence for Argentina. And even in, in the entire South American under 18, uh, and among the top uh, of the FIBA Americas outside USA, maybe right there with, with Unwoko from Canada. Uh, but the coaching staff, the coaching staff in Argentina want him to play position, the position he will play in the future. So in the South America, he played a lot of the three, and in the FIBA America plays on four. Uh, and he spent much time as a face-up forward. Um, he, he pick and pop, he pick and roll, and he received in, in the mid-range to, to create some shots. He even uh, had a couple of, of uh, one leg fade away uh, from the mid-range and, and made both of them. And that was really new for him. I, I never watched him uh, hit that shot before. Lee does not need the ball to have an impact. He's a very capable, impactful player of the ball, crushing the balls, uh, of course, in the defensive side of the, of, of the court. Uh, but right now, he's uh, 
he needs to, to become a more consistent shooter. I don't think that's uh, hard to do for him. He shot two for 12 in Caracas and three for 13 in Tijuana, most of them in catch and shoot situation. But his stroke looked, looked too good. He showed confidence and no hesitation to take that three-point shot. Uh, so I think that he eventually will develop that shot, especially as a, as a spot-up shooter and in catch-and-shoot situations. And right now, developing his off-hand off and getting his left hand and getting a consistent three-point shot at the key for his future as a pro. But he, I think he, he has a, a really bright future for him. Uh, he's uh, especially uh, maybe one year or two here in Argentina. Uh, playing against seniors will be great for him. Uh, of course, with the with the under eight nineteen next year, he he will have a, a big, big impact there. But uh, I think he has a bright future ahead. Yeah, I mean, uh, it would be great if he could, uh, you know, play three, um, play the small forward position down the road, um, especially if he's able to, uh, you know, especially able to shoot enough, you know, uh, physically, you know, able to, you know, help out at the four. But uh, if he's able to play three, obviously makes him, you know, that much more valuable. Uh, wonderful uh, stuff with the, with the father, uh, Musambe Tutu. Uh, yeah. That was a, a lucha, which which I guess is uh, is is wrestling basically. It's the equivalent wrestling. of wrestling. You mentioned fighter, yeah, uh, but it's um, it's kind of uh, I guess, um, I guess it's kind of uh, wrestling. Um, did you did you watch? Did you know uh, Tutu? Of course, he's he was a celebrity. <laughs> okay. I was I was a little older right there, right? But my nephews love him uh, okay. all the time. He was a celebrity around here. Uh, it was a very popular show during the weekends. Cool. Uh, all right, let's move to the next guy. Uh, a guy that um, um, we missed at the under uh, 18 uh, FIBA Americas uh, because Ecuador uh, got a couple of surprise victories. Uh, Venezuela didn't bring their top dudes. Uh, and uh, But their top guy uh, in the tournament by far was, uh, was Jonathan Grimaud. Uh, really, um, uh, really a, a super fun player uh, to watch. Um, uh, you know, just I, it was uh, oozing potential is one of the one of my one of my my go to descriptions uh, for 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 some talents. Oozing potential, just the the you know the the the, the vision, the 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 thought of you know just so much potential that is just oozing on it, and I just I really like that. Um, great, great, great body, uh, still raw, uh, but uh, you know looks uh, looks uh, definitely the part. Uh, so why don't you let us know um, where what you have on on on, on Jonathan uh, Griezmann and and also maybe just uh, we talked about it a little bit before uh, off air uh, where where actually he's at right now. Yeah, he he plays for for the Spartans uh, in Caracas, Venezuela. His his father was a former basketball player in Cocorigos de Caracas. He's also from from Caracas, Venezuela. 
um, he started playing basketball at 10 years old. But uh, the, the case for, for Jonathan Griman is pretty remarkable because I have friends who, who say that if Venezuela had uh, his full team with without all the absence, with Pugliati and Nosmar and, and all of them, uh, they could have been a, a team in the under-19 FIBA World Cup next year. But absence... If they, played, if they had the matchup, uh, if they had, you know, the right quarterfinal matchup, you know, maybe avoid uh, avoid Canada, you know, knocking off uh, Puerto Rico or Dominican Republic, you know, depending on how the group goes and et cetera. Um, and you can get like, uh, you know, like a Mexico or an Argentina. Why not? So, yeah, exactly. Um, Venezuela had a, a ton of absence and Guiman could have been a, a backup center or a backup forward if Venezuela was at full strength in that tournament. But on the other side, well, Venezuela lost a really close game against Ecuador in the in the phase and the group phase. So didn't qualify to the semifinals and Ecuador ended up qualifying to the FIBA Americas. Uh, but Venezuela had a player uh, in Griman that really stand out. He had a breakout performance in Caracas. He's, he was outside of Lee Alia, arguably the, the best big in the tournament. Uh, with with great great offensive versatility and a ton of potential and skills, he, he ended, ended up being the um, the player leading the tournament in efficiency. He had eleven point four points, seven point eight rebounds. He led the tournament in blocks with three blocks a game, and he shot four from ten from three point, which is a small sample, but eighty four percent from free throws. And that was great. He has a, he's a 6'9", 6 6 um, forward slash center. I think he has really good potential as, as a forward. And his body, of course, is not a finished product. And he could end up growing a couple of inches more, which could be interesting for him. Uh, he's at 77 kilograms. It's like 150 lips pounds, uh, really, really light, uh, really skinny. And his body looks looks weird in that way because he's so long and, and so skinny. Uh, but he he really had a, a terrific tournament in Caracas. Um, he, as I say, led the tournament in blocks, almost doubled up the runner-up with, with 3.2 blocks a game and show promise at both ends of, of the floor. In defense, he had, of course, the rim protection and and the the mobility to stay in front of smaller girls. But but of course, he has the size. And one of, of the things that most impressed me was his timing for protecting the rim and grabbing rebounds off uh, outside of his position. He really crashed the balls. He really went after that, those shots, uh, protecting the rim. So he was really impressive in that side. Um, also, of course, uh, he has the, the quickness and the, and the mobility to run the floor, to stay in front of smaller guards. Uh, and with his wingspan, which I, I don't have an official uh, wingspan for him, but looks big, bigger than his size, uh, his height, 
he showed great motor and activity. So it's it's interesting in terms of the offensive versatility, uh, how he crashed the balls, grab rebounds out of, of position. Of course, he will need to to add strength to to become a, a better rebounder against bigger bodies. It could have been interesting to 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 watch him in the in the few Americas against USA, against Canada, against Argentina, against Brazil. Uh, but we we didn't have that luck. Yeah, because we, we only we only saw him against play, play against Chile, Ecuador, Argentina, uh, and Argentina, yeah. like we just talked about, was really just Lee, uh, you know, uh, as as, yeah. as kind of a low post player, and in Bolivia and Colombia. So, uh, and you look at those names, you're like, how did they not qualify yeah. again? <laughs> but, yeah. but we already we already went there, so keep going. Sorry, they didn't even qualify to the semifinals, so they didn't have a chance to to face Brazil. Uh, just Argentina in terms of the team that went to the FIBA Americas. Offensively, he showed, uh, of course, uh, a great versatility. He can sh- he can shoot, he can drive, he can pass. Uh, he has a lot of promise as a long-term pro- prospect. Clearly, someone who's still raw, but is someone to to keep an eye uh, and follow closely because. He played most of his minutes as a center, but he started the 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 offense at the top of the key, and he drived. He he drove from from the top of the key. He he passed from there. He really gained confidence as the tournament passed, and, and show leadership, show playmaking skills, show a great feel to to create to to get traffic for for his teammates. Um, he showed good skills with the ball in his hands, good footwork, step backs, uh, fadeaways, that kind of stuff. Tough um, finishing touch, passing extends. He he was really impressive uh, with the ball in his hand for a player his size and his age, and and also it's it's pretty unique for a, for a player that big and that. Uh, to, to, to be such a good leader for the team. He was really vocal, um, directing traffic and also setting up the defense, uh, calling his teammates uh, and, 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 and really, really showed a good feel for the game in, in, in that term. Uh, awareness in defense and in offense and, and basketball IQ. Um, one of the... the the, the most impressive things from, from Jonathan uh, was his outside shooting. Not because he shot a lot, but he shot with confidence. His, his shooting mechanic looked good. He has a smooth and a really high release for the player his size and with his length, he will be really difficult to, to block. Uh, most of his damage uh, went as a pick and roll screener, but because he was able to roll and to pop, and when he popped, he drove to the basket um, uh, and showed flashes as a passer too. When when he he attract uh, attract defenses and and hitting the open men, also as uh, finding cutters. That was really interesting to to see a player with his size with the ball at the top of the key and and finding cutters uh, at at that level. So 
of course he's still raw of course he he needs to add weight uh, to become uh, become a, a stronger player near the basket but for sure he's a player to to follow closely yeah you mentioned a couple of times the passing and it was interesting the the first two games uh he had zero assists and five turnovers and the uh, final three games had seven assists, zero turnovers. So from zero yeah. to five to seven to zero turnovers. Yeah. Um, and so that, you know, and, 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 you know, that was Argentina, believe in Colombia. The other two games were, were Chile, the first two games were Chile and Ecuador. Um, so, yeah, I mean, a guy that um, uh, people, we, people, we know, uh <laughs> Uh, really, really, really like, um, and with good reason. With good reason, I, 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 I really look forward to seeing. Uh, unfortunately, Venezuela just haven't been able to do very much at the youth level, and um, you know, it's. I don't know if the if the answer is to send him to Europe. You know what what you know what you what is what they're going to do with him, but definitely, I, I fear we're not going to see him for a while. You know. Um, you know, somewhere, you know, I mean, unless you're watching, you know, Venezuelan basketball, local basketball, domestic basketball, um, because I don't know if he's in theory, he's, he's ready to kind of get into the mix of the senior national team, but you know, I, they, they need to qualify for the events and stuff like that. So I don't know if you really want to put it, you know, put him in there and, and yeah. you know, a little bit of the exposure, but you know, you're not going to see him very much. So I think we might not see him very much. Um, so, it, but it's definitely a name to really put in there uh, in your mind. Say we're gonna we're, we're gonna see we could very well see big things from him uh, in the yeah. future. And he had a pretty busy year so far because of the South American. He then went to the BWB. NBA basketball without borders in America, and then played some three x three in Argentina, uh, where he finished in the with the bronze medal. Kind of uh, four guys from that South American team play played three x three, and he has a pretty interesting um, profile for a three on three three x three player with that size and mm. that quickness. Yeah, defensive ability too. You know, I mean, that's definitely yeah. needed, and the energy that you need as a three three x three player. Um, all right, last guy is uh, going back to uh, going back to Argentina, um, and. Um, but um yeah exactly so so uh Ilya was 2004 born and that was the that was the generation that was the uh FIBA under 18 uh America's championship uh but we're actually going to uh jump down to the 2005 generation uh to uh, a guy who we're actually going to see at the under 17 world cup in a couple of weeks Juan Boca 2005 generation uh uh you know played a played a pretty strong role uh in in um argentina getting to the uh, uh to the uh, under 17 world cup uh under 19 world cup i uh, had a big uh, shooting game uh against canada in the uh in the game that that uh, that we had mentioned before had hit five three pointers um and uh is actually somebody who uh, will actually be returning home to Spain. He played uh, a, a portion of the season last year, uh, this past season with uh, Obradora in, uh, in in Spain, um, and you know was really one of the leaders of the under sixteen team at the uh, uh, Americas Championship last year, where they took silver 
uh, beat Canada there as well. Um, you know, this is a generation now, two generations, the old fives, the old fours, the old fives twice, but now the old fours have both beaten Canada. So, you know, I, I put a tweet out there, you know, is Canada the undisputed number two in the Americas? You know, don't tell that to Argentina. Don't tell that to Canada. You know, Canada, Canada beat, I mean, uh, Brazil beat uh, Canada uh, once, but they almost beat them twice. You know, they yeah. almost they almost beat them in the first game. Um, so why don't you let us know what you have on uh, on Juan Boca? Well, Juan Boca is uh, one of the three players from the old five class in the in the few Americas under eighteen. Uh, he as as you say beat Canada twice under in the in the under sixteen last year and in the under eighteen. Uh, this year, he's a six-six shooting guard uh, who has a really intriguing, interesting, specific skill, which is his outside shooting. Um, he complements it well with with quickness, with uh, basketball IQ, with great um, awareness to move without the basketball and, and find shots for him and for his teammates. Not by picking the basketball, but by using his Terrific uh, three-point shot to to make the the opposing team uh, focus on him and, and create space for others. Um, one is uh, it's a play that kind of came from nowhere. He was not recruit, recruited from from big uh, teams in in youth basketball. Of course, the, the pandemic was in the middle, and he was in the small team in the north area of Buenos Aires. And he grew a couple of inches during the pandemic and he started to look like a great three-point shooter, but with size and, and with quickness. So in a 6'6 body with a quick release, not a high, a high release point, but a quick release and a deep range and basically no conscience to, to shoot the basketball. Um, so he's a, a really interesting player dangerous player and he played in the under 16 last year where he averaged 12 points and 41% from three which is crazy on seven attempts per game he uh, he made three threes per game in that tournament uh, six against Brazil four against Canada five against USA in the finals and basically he attempted three times more threes than twos in that tournament and he really opened up the court for everyone because he 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 was on a roll in that tournament. He, he hit it, hit it from outside. He ran without the basketball, and the team really was looking for him. So he missed the South American under 18 because he was playing in Spain. He played one portion of the season in Spain, as you said, um, for Obradorio. And he missed that South American under 18, but came for, for, the, for the under 18 FIBA Americas. And right now that the FIBA Americas just ended, he's back in Argentina, play, working out with the, with the under 17 team to then travel back to Spain to, to play in the FIBA World Cup. So it's pretty busy right now. Um, and in the, in the FIBA Americas, last couple of weeks, he had one great, great game against Canada, like you said, and he was big because with that win, Argentina faced Ecuador in the quarterfinals and 
and, and had a, a, a really good game and qualified to the to the FIBA World Cup next year. So there he in the in Tijuana he shot a little worse. He shot twenty five percent, but with six threes a game and just one point seven twos a game is pretty obvious what what kind of game he has. Um, uh, but one of the the most uh, impressive things is how he is in constant movement to to find a shot. Teams looking for him with pin downs, with staggers, with double pin downs, or whatever. And he's if he has he has really good reads in that in that um, pin downs or staggers or whatever. Uh, so he always makes the, the good read. If he follow closely, he curls. He, if the defense um, once, once by him the other side, he, he open up to the, to the corner. So he's really smart and he's really confident with his shooting. So he, he has a mindset of he's taking every single open shot he has and he's making them. So uh, that's good for him. And I think that that specific skill combined with that he's not an awful defender and he can run the floor in the in transition made him very interesting in the long term. Yeah, I mean, you know, one of the things uh, I was just at the BWB Europe camp and uh, I think it was um, I think it was Jenkins, uh, NBA coach uh, with uh, Taylor, right? Taylor Jenkins? Yeah. Yeah, Taylor Jenkins with uh, Memphis. And uh, one of the things he was, it was the coaching clinic. And one of the things he said was, you know, always be ready and, you know, shoot, you know, or drive, you know, just know you're, what, you, what you're going to do right away. No hesitation. And you, know, you mentioned it, you know, uh, especially the, the, you know, I mean, you know, he's putting up these shots against super long guys, you know, Canada and USA, just super length and, and, you know, fearless. And, and it's, I'm, I'm taking my shot. If I get it, yeah. I'm in my rhythm. I'm going with it. So uh, yeah, he has some struggles when he has to create his own shot after dribble, but of the catch and of screens, he's excellent. Great. Yeah. All right. Uh, fantastic stuff. I guess uh, quick. Uh, so he's already turned 17 yeah. uh, in March, mid-March birthday. Um, and we'll all see him in uh, let's knock on wood that he stays healthy um, uh, in, uh, in, in Spain in a couple of weeks at the under 17 uh, World Cup. Uh, Raul, uh, why don't we finish off? Why don't you let everybody know where they can find you, read your words, etc. And then we'll get on our way. Well, great. You can find me at Prospect Argentina on Twitter. And also I have my own uh, account in Spanish. It's Raul Rossiti under dash between Raul and Rossiti. Uh, so you can find me there. And I used to, I will team up with Luis uh, for a piece on the FIBA under 18 Americas for the ID prospects. Uh, it's a report that's not finished yet, uh, but will We'll team up with him to to make a prosper recap on that that tournament. I just made a, a report on the under eighteen South American as well. Yeah, and we have under fifteen Central Basket starting in uh, on Saturday. Yeah, never ends. Busy. Never <laughs> ends. And uh, and I guess I guess we have under 
uh, under 15, 15. Cent, Central America, Central America, uh, South, uh, America. Uh, South America. Do we have dates on that yet? Um, no, but I think it's in November. In November? Yeah. Yeah. At okay. the end of the year, October, November, something yeah. like it. All right. Fantastic, uh, Raul. Thanks a lot. Uh, appreciate you coming on. <laughs> Thanks for doing this twice. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks sorry, for the opportunity. Sorry about that. Uh, and look forward to talking to you in two weeks. Thanks, man. All right. So back on the Talking Talent uh, podcast uh, with me from Brazil. Uh, happy man, uh, Luis Paulicelli uh, with ID Prospects. Luis, um, I'm sure there's a, uh, a little bit of a skip in your step after watching the end of the FIBA Americas under 18, uh, where your compatriots um made it to the final uh first of all made it to the under 19 World Cup and then and then uh reached the final where they were uh, beaten down pretty well but i'm sure that was uh that was okay um silver medal uh how are you doing i'm doing great uh happy for brazil uh the biggest goal was getting to the FIBO under 19 world cup next year uh, first time in then, 10 years yeah exactly and they not only got that, but they went to the final. No, doesn't matter. Uh, for everything other than the United States, uh, silver in the FIBA Americas is basically gold because, you know, pretty hard to, to beat uh, the United States. So I'm uh, really happy. Uh, Argentina and Canada should also be uh, happy they got uh, uh, the spots at uh, under 19 next year. So, no, it was a good competition. Uh, those three teams and the U.S. Are, were really good. So it was a nice tournament. Yeah, uh, quarterfinals weren't as dramatic as I had uh, kind of hoped for, but uh, this made for a <laughs> made for a tough day to watch a tough tough night, evening, whatever to watch those games. But whatever. Uh, um, and uh, so let's let's jump right in with the first guy. You know, um, a lot of a lot of people, you know, talk about uh, Renan San, uh, Dos Santos, and rightfully so. Uh, but I argue that they don't uh, they don't make the final um, without uh, without the guy that you're going to talk about, and that's uh, uh, Eduardo Berzkopka. Uh, um, and uh, you know, he he really he was really impressive, and you know, it's not just it's not the first time that he's been impressive. Um, you know, he, uh, you know, also under, uh, under 16, uh, last year, um, you know, to get the team, um, well, no, I guess they didn't qualify for under 17 world cup, but, you know, to kind of, you know, get that, uh, youth program kind of going back again, uh, cause we haven't seen them in a while. So it was good to have them back. Um, and, uh, you know, he was, uh, you know, double digit score scoring, uh, in that tournament last year in Mexico under 16 Americas and, uh, you know, really played well at the, uh, South American championship and, uh, you know, you know, uh, and, and I'm sure he learned a couple of things at the, at the BWB Americas camp in Mexico a couple of weeks ago. Um, and, uh, so now, you know, it's a, it's a, a youngster, you know, the son of, a uh, Rodri uh, Rodrigo, right? Rodrigo, uh, Rogero, no, Rogero, um, yeah. who, you know, is a former national team player played at the Olympics, uh, played at the, uh, played at the world, uh, world cup. Um, 
and uh you know he's definitely a guy you know long term you know you have to think that he's uh you know he's he's already uh, made inroads into the you know the nbb playing for playing for frank franza and uh so why don't you let us know what you have on uh eduardo i i guess it's klafka right i mean it's not bash it's actually klafka right right he goes by the same last name his father uh went so it's klafki uh, i know a lot of people use Bursch, but the right is klafki um you know uh i love you said uh brazil probably wouldn't have made a final if it wasn't for him and i uh totally agree with it uh, he made big shot after big shot when the team needed uh you know not always you can especially against canada i think this was important uh, not always you can uh, beat those guys uh just by being more athletic and driving and you know his shots uh, from the perimeter were really crucial uh there and whenever uh they all <clears throat> the offense wasn't uh, really going he could just uh, create his own shot from the perimeter and help the team <clears throat> sorry about that and i felt like this was the big uh, step up he took uh, in comparison to the south american tournament uh, a few weeks back uh, of course he didn't play bad uh, in the south american but he didn't i felt like he still needed to prove that playing uh, Europe in age, he would be able to uh, score at a high volume because he didn't really do that. He kind of uh, took a step back and was more of a playmaker there. And here uh, uh, in the FIBA Americas, he had the volume and he had the efficiency. It wasn't like he was just uh, checking up a bunch of shots and making some, but just uh, getting points because out of the out of, out of volume it was really uh combining efficiency and volume which I really loved uh his biggest uh trait is his shooting and he proved that in the in the competition uh, he made the most trees in the tournament uh by a decent margin shot 19 for 42 which is roughly 45 percent from three uh and you know this isn't really a big sample so if you add uh, the FIBA under 16 last year and both the South American and the Americas under 18, uh, his percentages are actually still great. 39% from three on an 85% shot sample. So the numbers are there. And, you know, if you look at his shot, it's also there. It's re he's really comfortable. He's shooting from uh, different situations of the dribble of the catch and of movement stationarily. Uh, so I really feel like he's a complete shooter and, you know, an efficient one, someone who can put volume. So it's all there for him uh, in, in as far as shooting goes. Uh, that's already great for a, someone who isn't really a big guard. He's 6'1", 6'2". So having the shot is a key uh, ability for him. Um, you know, I mentioned this before, but I like the fact he can play both the primary guard and the secondary guard uh, position, you know, taking more of the ball handling and uh, playmaking duty sometimes uh, or letting other players do that. Uh, 
he has a good balance of doing doing that. He knows when his scoring is going, when it's not. Uh, that's also really important for a guard, uh, not to just be focused on one of those things at all times. And he has good feel and good vision. Uh, I'm not sure if he's a primary initiator uh, as a pro uh, because he hasn't really uh, been through a situation where he was the only creator on the team and he had to do it all the time. So this might be a, a question for him to answer in the next uh, few years. But I do feel like the bases are there. So uh, it's, it's a good start. Uh, and even if he never becomes really uh, the primary creator, he has other things to offer that he can be a secondary guy and bring a lot of value. Um, as far as his limitations go, uh, I feel like he isn't the best athlete. Uh, this is pretty clear, actually. Uh, he isn't really super explosive uh, vertically, so he won't really uh, finish over uh, room protectors. Uh, every time he kind of has to go around them or find other ways to to not just go uh, right ahead and face them one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, he's also not very bursty, you know, uh, horizontally. He isn't really just uh, running in a straight line and beating uh, guys, uh, you know. He isn't really, like, super slow. I don't think that is it, but it's not just... Uh, it won't be easy for him to create out of pure athleticism uh, of the dribble. Uh, his handle also needs a bit of um, uh, work. It's not bad either, but I feel like uh, defenders can kind of put pressure on him and make him uncomfortable, and that's not what you want uh, from your guard. So that's something uh, that he he should improve. Uh, defensively, I feel like he's pretty active on the passing lanes. He's an engaged defender. Uh, he's not super athletic, but this is not really showing when you watch the tape, to be honest. Uh, here. Uh, he gets some blocks here and there even, uh, you know, he isn't uh, just uh, beaten by uh, quick guards. He does a good job of moving laterally. Uh, he's, he'll probably be a one-position defender uh, at the next level, so that's never good. But he can do a decent level uh, guarding ones, and he's an intelligent uh, player. So I think he won't be uh, very negative. He'll probably bring neutral value or close to it, uh, which, you know, is okay uh, because he'll bring value offensively and that's where uh, he'll justify uh, being on the court. Yeah, I, I mean, he's... Uh, you have you have a... when The father's, uh, you know, besides being a former, you know, um, you know, former national team player. He's also coaching now, you know, which obviously gives, you know, that much more of a, you know, advantage to, uh, to Eduardo to, to kind of, you know, get that side of things as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, well, my eyes will only get better. And, um, and uh, so I, 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 yeah, I, I think, uh, I think the shooting will, I think the shooting seems to, seems like it will play, you know, I mean, uh, didn't hesitate, you know, which at that level, you know, playing a year up and, uh, you know, playing against big teams like that and, and, and not shying away, but, you know, long athleticism, stuff like that, uh, you know, was, was pretty impressive. Uh, 
uh let's move to your next guy and next guy is um uh a guy you know you, you put it uh so really quick with with Klefka is so he turns um he'll turn 17 uh on november 11th um and um so uh yeah right, right yeah turn uh, turn 17 on november 11th so obviously um you know start next season um as a as a 16 year old pretty crazy but uh we that's nothing that's nothing compared to your next guy uh who's um who's 15 and uh 15 and i believe he averaged a double double didn't he nope just shy uh so 15 year old playing for puerto rico alejandro uh aviles uh averaged uh averaged uh 14 and a half eight uh, points uh and uh eight uh, uh just uh, shy of nine rebounds more than two blocks um and um yeah like i said you know 15 and um actually last year at the under 16 uh, had a uh, average of double double of sixteen point seven points, ten point eight rebounds, plus three and a half blocks, and that was uh, that was his generation, right? No, actually, that was even oh. a year, a year, a year, a year younger, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and. Uh, and then also, and also, you know, at the at the at the central basket under seventeen, uh, you know, almost thirteen points, nine rebounds, two, you know, two point six blocks. Uh, also, there two years, you know, that was the qualifier for the under seven, under eighteen uh, Americas. Um, homeschooled kid, I guess. Apparently, according to twenty four seven sports, homeschooled kid, uh, homeschooled kid, uh, which uh, adds that much more craziness to the whole thing. Uh, out of out of Houston, Texas, uh, playing for Puerto Rico, Alejandro Aviles, go for it. Yeah, you know, uh, Alejandro has been playing uh, basketball in the U.S. Uh, the last few years, and you know, he at the Central Baskets was dominant, and he was just as dominant basically uh, in the under eighteen Americas. He was the number one rebounds in the tournament, number two in blocks, and had a top three uh, field goal percentage, which are all great numbers. And not only for someone who is 15 and playing uh, against players who are two years older, but for anybody, really. Uh, I actually didn't have any doubts he would be productive uh, at the tournament after watching him in the central basket, because apparently he's just used to go against older players and he's not afraid of it uh and he just consistently produce produces against those guys uh first thing about him he's a 69 uh center he's a very good rim protector a uh, very good rebounder he controls the glass really well uh that's his uh that's the first thing you see when you watch him play uh offense uh, at the Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just uh, as for, uh, the man. I'm just my song is <laughs> isn't helping me. Uh, he's a very good offensive rebounder. 
he positions himself so well uh, to grab second chance opportunities. It's really something that brings value. Uh, he's not really a super skilled and polished offensive player, so that's the way he contributes uh, at the offensive end. His footwork on the post and in face-up situations is pretty good. Uh, not perfect, uh, and he's not really doing uh, it consistently, you know, attacking face-up and in the post, uh, like the first option of the team. But when he does it, he does it pretty well. Uh, and that's a way of exploiting uh, opportunities when they present themselves. Uh, this will probably not be his role, really. Uh, you know, just give him the ball in the post and let him do uh, everything. But if uh, if it needs, uh, he has it on his bag, and it's beneficial uh, either way. Um, when he's placing a smaller player, he always uh, uses his body to strengthen and create an advantage, which is really good. Uh, it doesn't seem like, uh, oh, well, he takes advantage of smaller players, that's obvious, but not everyone can do it at, the, uh, at 15 years old. So this is really good to see it. And this is another way he can capitalize on easy uh, opportunities. Uh, and he really doesn't need to do it all the time, but he'll get points by doing that. Um, offensively, something that you really, uh, you know, stands out is his short jumpers. Uh, you don't really see many players doing uh, taking those shots, but he takes them and it's actually efficient. Uh, most of the time, uh, his shooting mechanics look fine, and you know, he seems pretty confident on that shot. So, I believe that means someday he'll be able to extend his range to the mid range or maybe even the three point line, which would really make him uh, a super valuable offensive player, being so tall like he is and being able to shoot uh, from long range. And, you know, even if it's just the short jumper uh, for the next few years, that's actually valuable in some situations. So it's already something that uh, will help his team. Uh, something that I didn't expect to see and I saw with him was the passing. Uh, he's a really, really good passer from the post. He has good vision and can put passes in tight windows. Uh, a lot of players has, have the vision, but they don't really execute the pass really well. Uh, he can really execute them. Uh, I love uh, watching some of the passes he was doing. And it's not just, uh, you know, premeditated uh, reads. He do them on his own. Uh, a lot of the times you can notice that. So uh, really something that if he has at 15 years old, uh, I can only imagine what it will be like when he's 20, 25, 30. Uh, so improving that and could really lead him to be a great, uh, a special passer as a big. Uh, his processment of the game is really good too. That goes along with the, the passing. Uh, he usually takes quick decisions and they are usually right. Uh, that's uh, what you want to see. Um, and, you know, maybe something to say about him 
that is not so positive is that he's not the best uh, athlete in terms of explosion. Uh, he won't be, you know, putting people on posters uh, every night. He won't be, you know, jumping uh, to the top of the backboard. But it's not bad. It's okay. And his biggest trait uh, as a athlete is the fluidity uh, anyway. So uh, he's a good athlete, just not, you know, crazy uh, explosion, which is just not who he is. And he still manages to make his impact uh, defensively because his instincts are so good. And he's really engaged uh, most most of the time. So uh, overall, despite those, uh, I mean, you can call it limitations, uh, he still gets the job done. Uh, yeah, and he turns, he only turns 16 end of, uh, end of October. So uh, we'll, um, we'll, have only, we'll have only turned 16 uh, when he uh, when he starts the uh, the next season, uh, last guy is um, is uh, Josef Casado uh, plays uh, for Ecuador uh, was really the reason why Ecuador got to the under eighteen um, uh, under eighteen Americas uh, upsetting uh, upsetting uh, Uruguay and Venezuela at the um, at the at the South Americas. Uh, is actually playing in Argentina for Quimsa. Uh, is actually also played gotten in a game for Quimsa in the uh, in the in La Liga, uh, but really plays uh, in the I guess what's that? Is that the fourth division? The LDD LDD maybe? It's the under twenty two league. Under twenty two league. Okay. Yeah. Um, so he's under twenty two, and he's two thousand four born. He'll turn eighteen in September. So. You know, played the entire season. Played the entire season basically as a seventeen-year-old under twenty-two. You said, right? Yeah, under twenty-two. So, um, and you know, was uh, you know, he was you know, was he six-five? <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. And he was the center, you know, more or less uh, for um, for for Ecuador. And you know he was playing against America. He was playing against uh, you know he didn't play against Canada, but played against Argentina, Mexico, you know Dominican Republic twice. But you know I'm sure you know he was like against the Americans, like Man, what is this stuff? So what do you got on uh, on uh, on uh, Joseph Casado? Yeah, man. First thing you know he's a six five big. That's not what you want to see from your big. And I didn't initially want to talk about him, but you know, looking at those at uh, everyone, he's he deserves to be talked about. He was so productive, and you know, he's not like you. Oh, he was productive for a six-five center. No, he was really productive for just anyone, any height, any position. Uh, and he has a lot of different skills that I think bring value uh, to a basketball team no matter what. So I think he deserves uh, uh, to get some attention. You know, uh, he pro he'll probably have to transition to a wing position uh, as a pro because he won't be playing center. If it's 6'5", uh, maybe he grows five inches next year. We'll see. Uh, but talking about his game, uh, first thing, he was a really, really good rebounder. Again, not for a 6'5 player, for any player. 
he was top uh, three in rebounds, both in the South American under 18 and in the Americas under 18. Uh, and this includes a lot of uh, bigs that were 6'10", 6'11", 6'9", and he's, he out-rebounded a lot of them. Um, he, I don't know, man. He just has a feel for where to be and when to be to grab those rebounds both ends of the floor uh, and he fights pretty hard for them uh, he's a above average athlete so can he can jump and go get those rebounds and that was really important for them uh, players from Ecuador weren't really tall so he was the only one basically preventing them from uh, giving away second chance opportunities possession after possession um, offensively uh, he can score in a lot of ways Going inside, he can do it by attacking closeouts. He can drive against lower bigs. Uh, he can attack smaller players and even the, do some work on the post, uh, which is not really his thing. But if he gets the chance and there's an opening, he'll do it at a, a decent level. Um, I wasn't really sure about his finishing at the South American because he didn't uh, play against really good athletes uh, every game. But, you know, it's a step up in the Americas, and he still managed to finish uh, at the rim well uh, and handle contact and, you know, show his touch. So he like his finishing. Uh, I don't think it's anything special, but it's good enough for him to finish uh, when it's needed to. Um, his shooting was something that really, really surprised me, to be honest, because he didn't make a lot of threes uh, in Argentina. Uh, during the season, and he shot the ball uh, reasonably well at the tournament. It's just the percentages don't look great. It's just twenty eight percent from three, but this was actually three percent above the average of the competition, and he did it in a reasonably good volume. So it's actually a good number uh, when you put it into context. He was used in the pick and pop sometimes. Uh, which, if he can do consistently, is a huge plus for him. Uh, and hits an open shots when they gave to him, uh, what left him open uh, on at the line. Uh, he shoots uh, a pretty high number of mid-rangers, too, that look good. That's the shot he looks most comfortable taking, more than the three. So I believe this means he's just, you know, uh, extending his range. And this will eventually carry on to the three-point line, and he'll have consistent volume and efficiency there. And if he does, that's huge for him uh, because part of the transition from a uh, big to a wing includes the shooting. It's actually one of the biggest uh, things there. So if he can get it, uh, it will be great. And he showed uh, all of us he can in the tournament, which is really good. Uh, his passing, uh, I like it. Uh, he can make some dumb turnovers uh, sometimes, but every young player uh, does them. Uh, I prefer to focus on the good vision and selfishness he shows most of the time. Cutting down those mistakes will have to happen eventually, but I like it for now. Um, defensively, he's really versatile. Uh, he does. He's a small center, uh, as we said, but he didn't really got taken advantage of 
by most of the centers. He wasn't afraid of them. He put his body against them. He was jumping uh, as high as he could to block them or contest them. So it was good to see uh, that. And he can defend the perimeter. You know, he's 6'5", so he should be defending the perimeter well uh, anyway. But uh, being able to defend inside and outside uh, is his biggest uh, plus there. Uh, and off ball, he offers some rim protection that is not primary rim protection, protection at the pro level, but maybe he's a secondary option there uh, uh, at the next level. And, you know, his overall skill set is really uh, diverse. And I just feel like he brings value on so many uh, ways that, you know, if you haven't watched him, don't just uh, assume he's not a real prospect because of his height and position. Uh, he's a real guy uh, with real skill and real athletic ability and real value. Yeah, I mean, we've we've seen guys six five, six six, you know, excel uh, as big men. I mean, obviously, you know, Kyle Hines is a legend in Europe. You know, I'm not I'm not calling him Kyle Hines. I'm just saying the, you know, the 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 mold is there that it can happen. You know that that it, that it can that it can work. You know, it's not that it's not that it's not impossible. Uh, all right. Fantastic stuff. Uh, you know, I, I can imagine a little bit, uh, more, uh, under 18 Americas will be coming. Uh, also have under 15 central basket starting on Saturday. Uh, so that's our, you know, that's our, um, Dominican Republic, uh, Puerto Rico, Mexico, uh, et cetera. Um, and, uh, so I'm sure, uh, and that's qualifiers for under 16, under 16 Americas 2023, which is then qualifiers for the under 17 FIBA Basketball World Cup 2024. Following that, everybody. <laughs> um, all right. And uh, and I'm sure you'll be watching that. Um, even though even though South America is more your thing, but you'll definitely I, I imagine you'll be watching it uh uh, a little bit here and there. Uh, Lewis, why don't you let everybody know where they can follow you, uh, find you, read your words, etc., and then we'll get on our way. For sure. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at Basketball uh, Polizelli. Uh, to be clear, that's uh, B-B-A-L-L uh, underline Polizelli. It has a uh, contraction on the basketball. Uh, you can read my stuff at ID Prospects. Uh, hopefully, I'll have a piece on the uh, FIBA Americas uh, coming out uh, in the next few weeks. Uh, so make sure to to check that. All right. Fantastic. Uh, Luis, we'll talk to you in two weeks. Thanks a lot for the time. All right. Back on the Talking Talent podcast with me from uh, Australia is uh, Kane Purnell uh, with ID Prospects. Um, Kane, how are you doing? Uh, I assume you are enjoying uh, watching some of your compatriots at the uh, FIBA, U6, FIBA U16 Asia Championship. Uh, how are you doing? Welcome back. Yeah, thanks for having me back on, David. I'm going well. Um, yeah, like you said, I'm 
pretty happy being able to watch um, some of the young Australians. You know, it's their first opportunity on the international stage. So it's, um, you know, just nice to see them get this chance. That's the biggest thing that, you know, I mean, we haven't seen Asia youth in ages. You know, they didn't they didn't qualify for the under 19 World Cup. Uh, they just did the, um, you know, top four in the in the in the FIBA uh, FIBA Nike rankings. And um, and so we didn't see the under 18s last year. Um, we didn't see. Uh, I don't even think that we saw we didn't see 2019, did we? Because because they were can't they were slow to do that and then they didn't do 2019 u16 did they no i don't think so i think it was going to be like real late in the year and just never happened and then that was and that was um then they missed it and then it was covid so (laughs) yeah fun to see fun to see australia i've been watching them so far haven't gotten into any other team yet but we'll look you know delve into the uh into new zealand and and philippines and Japan, Korea. Uh, we're looking for four teams to go to under 17 World Cup. And so, um, I mean, I, I, it would be an absolute shock if Australia don't make it. Uh, interesting team for sure. Um, and uh, we're actually going to talk about uh, one guy from there, but we're actually going to start with somebody who is not even uh, not even on your continent. Uh, but, uh, you know, I have no problem with you guys talking about anybody you feel convicted, uh, have good convictions about. And so we're going to start with uh, Mohamed Diara. Uh, and that is a 2000 born uh, uh, power forward big man uh, from Paris who actually uh, I guess played in the Orleans system and uh, went over to uh, went over to the States and was in at Garden City Community College, a JUCO uh, junior college in, golly, case, um, where is that? Got to find out where that is. Um, but, uh, I mean, really middle of, um, who knows where that is. I will find out for you. And then actually, when, when you're done with that, when you're done telling me what you have about him, I'll actually kind of, uh, uh, you know, uh, lift the lift the veil as far as maybe what, um, you know, what kind of environment he's there. You know, it's a junior college, uh, so a lower level, uh, but, you know, averaged almost 18 points, uh, more than 12 and a half rebounds and uh, nearly two and a, two and a half blocks. Uh, so it definitely showed, um, you know, showed production. So why don't you let us know what you have on um, Mohamed Diara. Yeah, so Diara, um, I believe he's born in 2000, um, you know, so rather old. Um, he's going to be playing at Missouri next year. So, you know, it's a pretty big move um, up into the SEC for him. Um, you know, he's a bit bit older, um, so he's 22 already, um, and he has three years to play. So if he does finish out his time there, um, you know, we could be looking at one of the older players in college basketball. Um, so that'll definitely help him, um, you know, getting to develop um, just a bit longer um, time to grow his body. Um, so the first thing you really notice about him um, is 6'10", um, long, uh, but really, really skinny. Um, 
but across the floor, I mean, he moves well, um, gets down the floor well, moves pretty well um, side to side, you know, pretty fluid with his movement. Um, uh, yeah, so then um, on offense, um, you know, he basically sees himself as a stretch big. Um, I believe he shot just above 30% from threes this year. So, you know, not terrible, um, especially because you know, people this size don't normally shoot as high percentage as the guards. Um, you know, he, he is able to stretch the floor. People do go out and guard him out there. Um, but it is a little worrying that he has um, just a, a lack of the willingness to play on the inside. I mean, his strength does hold him back. He isn't exactly able to play on the inside, I don't think, just with his lack of strength, um, even at this level, which kind of worries me a bit. Um, you know, going to be playing the SEC, going against some just massive centers. Um that could really you know, cause some problems for him. Um, but he is rather versatile. I mean, he's going to stretch the fence out. He does like to pump fake, um, you know, jab step, drive to the rim. Um, you know, he doesn't always get right to the rim. You know, often he'll finish with a floater or something like that. Um, but it is hard to guard. Um, he does have a few problems with his playmaking at the moment. Um, doesn't make the best decisions. Um, you know, if he gets the ball, you know, pick and pop. Um, you know, he can catch the ball, kind of wait a second or two before making a move. Um, I'd like to see him just get a bit more decisive, um, you know, either shoot the ball or, you know, pump fake drive um, instead of kind of looking around a bit. Um, I think you see, you know, his passing struggle. If he, a double does come um, or if he's catching the ball in traffic, kind of struggles to read the defense, you know, where do we kick the ball out to? Um, but, you know, his tools, his tools are very interesting. Um, the fact that he can shoot... Um, you know, pretty athletic, um, explosive, um, explosive leaper, you know, can get up of his second jump as well. Um, so on the defensive end, he was the co-defensive player of the year in his conference um, and led all of um, the junior colleges with rebounds per game. Um, but most of the time, you know, he is relying on his length. Um, you know, he does have great length, which to be fair, you know, really helps him. Um, so he's coming over to block shots. Um, he did get himself into a bit of foul trouble. Um, I think you know, playing the SEC, I think that's just going to get even worse. Um, I don't know if he's going to be able to guard centers just straight up at the moment. Um, you know, I think he could, um, you know, get the ball thrown in the block and um, you know, just kind of get you know, under the rim um, just with their size. Um, you know, his, his length is going to help him out a bit, but it's going to take him a bit of time just to adjust. Um, I also would like to see, um, you know, his, I'm not sure if it's conditioning or maybe his motor a little bit, um, but he doesn't, you know, always you know, do some little things on defense. So I'd like to see him pick up, um, you know, just checking the roll off, someone's rolling or cutting to the rim, um, you know, just checking them to stop him getting a layup. Um, you know, he, he can, you know, make the recoveries at this level. Um, but as he goes up, you know, it's something he's going to have to work on a little bit more. Um, you know, from I don't follow you know, Missouri heaps, but from what I've read, he's going to have an opportunity to play next year. Um, so that's going to be really interesting. You know, it will take him some time. Um, but the the skills, you know, as a shooter, um, all the athletic tools, he's got them all. Um, so if he does get some time, um, to just develop his game. You know, he's still got a few years left of college. Um, it's going to be really interesting what level he can get to by the end of his time in college and 
um, you know, what level he could be playing at a other professional level if he gets there. Uh, I am going to have to apologize to all of uh, the listeners who might be in Garden City and be saying, you know, what are you talking about? Uh, as it turns out, uh, Garden City Community College is a uh, has produced some pretty good talent, uh, both in American football and basketball. Um, actually, Eric. Griffin, who uh, played this year at Ike, was at Adelaide, uh, has played a couple of stops in um, in Israel. He played there, um, as did um, Aaron Hancock, a former NBA player with uh, the Hornets, Bucks, Hawks. Uh, also had uh, Gene Keedy, uh, the former Purdue legend coach. Uh, was um, uh, was there apparently as well? Let's see. Ah, he played there. Played there as uh, and uh, before he went to Kansas State. Um, and some and Keith Smart, Keith Smart, uh, Indiana legend, uh, uh, University of Indiana legend, and uh, played the NBA for a while. And then his um, coached uh, assistant coach in the NBA. Actually, was head coach in NBA and is actually um assistant coach at arkansas right now and uh american uh, nfl football players such as kyrie uh, tyreek hill uh former nba pl- uh former nfl players Corey dillon um let's see who else is in there so yeah um tyson thompson so i am going to uh apologize to my friends in in uh in western rural western kansas it is in the middle of nowhere but it deserves to be known. Uh, so that is where uh, Mohamed Diara is going in case uh, was, was, and so now he's going to Missouri, obviously, uh, you know, SEC is a, a much bigger, uh, uh, much higher level of competition. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's really uh, uh, pivot and head to actually the competition we were talking about before the uh, under 16 uh, Asia championship and um, a, a player whose brother we actually talked about, right? Uh, uh, I think it was Marius that talked about him. Uh, Marius talked about him? Okay, yeah. And I know that uh, I know that somebody uh, had talked about um, the brother is, let's see, Nick, and the other one is Josh, right? Yeah. 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 Okay, so uh, this is Nick Book uh, playing uh, uh, for New Zealand at the, at the uh, tournament. And has uh, put up a couple of uh, pretty good games so far against, um, you know, a couple of the better teams, you know, besides the big ones, you know, Kazakhstan and and, and South Korea uh, is uh, with the um, Canterbury Rams, uh, which is, you know, where uh, his brother Josh was. Uh, and um, and so why don't you let us know uh, what you have on uh, on Nicholas Book? Yeah, so um, with Book, you have someone with you know some really solid size to be playing um, as a wing, um, you know, kind of a three-four. Um, he's grown a little bit in the past couple of years, you know, from about a six-five, six-six. Um, he's listed now at six-eight on the FIBA website. Um, he's not you know the best athlete or anything like that, um, but if he does get out in the open court, you know, gets around the rim off a drive, um, he can finish above the rim, um, can play above the rim on the defensive end, box some shots. Um, you know, so not not a terrible athlete, um, just you know, not 
not your first instinct when you see him. Um, so he's really skilled for his size um, and age. That's what I really like about him. Um, you know, his handle, you know, that's pretty strong. Um, he strings together some dribble moves, um, especially if he's getting out in you know, the open floor. Um, you know, grabs a rebound, pulls it down. Um, loves going behind his back. Um, and also is turning his back, spinning. Um, it can catch him out and scored him out a few times this tournament already. Um, you know, defenders coming over and turn the ball over when you can't see him. Um, but overall, he does a really good job of protecting the ball um, and uses his strength. You know, he wraps up the ball um, when he's going to the rim um, through contact. You know, he can play through contact. Um, you know, he's a lefty, um, got pretty good touch um, on a little floater um, with his left. Um, I want to talk about his shooting. Um, you know, if you looked right now, um, when we're recording, he's 0 for 11 from 3 and 6 of 13 from 3. I'm sure he's got another game tonight, so it'll probably change by the time this comes out. But I think he's a much better shooter than what he's shown so far. Um, you know, he's he's got the touch with the floaters. Um, you know, the form, the form looks good. He's comfortable getting out, um, getting these shots up. Um, you know, he shot it in you know, different settings um, through the, you know, the New Zealand Nationals. Um, or stuff like that, and he's been a good shooter there. So I think, you know, that's just a, just a couple of rough games for him. Um, he's been really good inside the arc so far, shooting at about 70%, I believe. Um, so I think, you know, it'll just be a matter of time before the shooting does come back. Um, and he shouldn't just look at that and think he's a non-shooter because um, obviously he's getting up the attempts. Um, I mentioned before about his versatility. Um, you know, he can also combine it up and do a bit of work on the post. Um, especially against some smaller players. If you get someone smaller on him, he'll go down to the post. Um, he's got some solid footwork, um, spins off people. Um, yeah, overall, you know, he really likes using that spin in his game, either off the dribble or in the post, um, you know, digs his shoulder in and spins um, after he feels their weight. Um, and I've also seen some flashes of passing with him that have been pretty impressive. Um, South Korea really loaded up on um, Book and New Zealand's other big um, you know, getting you know, four people around the ball. Um, and especially with, like, when they went to a zone, this is happening. Um, so there was a couple of times when Book would flash, you know, up to the free throw line and kind of bust up the zone, um, made a few nice passes down low um, and some some live dribble passes after he's driven to the rim, collapse the defense um, with either hand as well, which is what I found impressive at a young age, um, gets the ball out wide and kind of slings the ball really quickly to his shooters. Um, as far as his defense goes, um, you know, this tournament he's been used more of a, as a big, obviously playing the four, um, defending screens. I think he's done a pretty good job containing the ball, um, playing more of that drop defense, um, you know, making the, the ball handler give the ball up. Um, I do want to see him, you know, in some different settings just to see how quick his feet are. Um, and he does get in a stance, but he doesn't appear to be that quick. Um, so I would like to see that, just how well he does on switches, you know, how many positions he'd be able to guard. Um, uh, I really like his defensive awareness, actually. Um, you know, he plays the high motor. Um, if he sees things, he'll rotate over, um, gets over to the rim, protects the rim. Um, yeah, and overall, just pretty high IQ player in general, I'd say. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I mentioned I haven't seen uh, New Zealand, uh, but uh, you know, definitely considering that they will most likely be one of the teams uh, at the Under-17 World Cup, I definitely uh, will uh, take some time to uh, check and see what uh, what the team's all about. Um, you know, he's actually uh, you know a year younger at uh, in 2006 uh, January, you know, you know, very early 2006. Uh, born so you know obviously won't you know play the entire we'll play the first half or so of next season as a as a 16 year old um so uh and the last guy is um is uh from the 2003 generation and that is uh max uh max mckinnon uh and uh, he's been um at the center of excellence and then uh moved over to brisbane uh the brisbane bullets a, a bit this season as well um i guess he's kind of been with them um on and off uh, but uh also you know played at the was that the nationals then the under 20 nationals then what we've talked about in the past as well right for, yeah, yeah. For, he played for, last year and again this year and this year as well uh, yeah. for for queensland uh, so what do you have on uh, Max McKinnon? Yeah, so McKinnon, um, so he's a defend, uh, development player with um, you know, Brisbane this year in the NBL. Um, didn't get a whole lot of minutes, you know, but it was, would have been really helpful for him to be around um, around pros, um, developing his game practice, stuff like that. Um, so he's recently committed to Elon over in um, America to go to college. Um, and I think that's a, you know, a great job of recruiting by them. Um, so he's listed at 6'5 on Elon's website. Um, great size for a guard, um, more of a two than a one, um, but can handle the one you know, every now and then. Um, really strong for his size. Um, not an outstanding vertical athlete, um, but he's quick um, you know, in little bursts, um, like little spurts here and there, um, quickly accelerates. Um, on offense, he is at his best um, when he's able to get going to the rim. Um, either handling the ball um, or you can cut off the ball, um, does a good job um, cutting. Um, just overall on offense, like he's a really creative player. Um, he'll pull out some, you know, dribble moves, um, you know, go behind his back every now and then, um, pick the ball up, um, contorts his body well um, to make some passes um, and really, really crafty around the rim. Um, some of his finishes um, you know, up and unders, hits the defender, um, goes reverses and stuff like that. Um, uh, with his strength, um, like I said before, he does a really good job of getting um, at shot blockers. Um, you know, in the NBL one, which is the second league over here in Australia, he's been playing there. Um, he had a few massive games lately, um, and he's just been you know, getting to the rim, um, getting fouled as well, um, and just you know, kind of playing off of that. Um, his touch is, is pretty good around the rim, um, finishes the floaters, um, pretty solid touch, just, you know, getting the ball up with the defender. Uh, I do think his shooting is going to improve in the future. Over this past season, you know, in all competitions, I've got him from just below 30% from three and around 74% from the line. Um, you know, I think with the touch and you know, decent free throw shooting numbers um, and his form, his form's good. Um, I think, you know, in the future, that number's going to come up. Um, you know, you got to remember junior players don't always shoot. Um, you know what pros do, obviously. Um, 
So, you know, there's nothing to make me think that he's not going to improve there. Um, so, like I said before, he's more of a two, but can play the one. Um, and he comes away with some really, really good passes sometimes. Um, so after he drives the ball and gets going towards the room, um, puts the, the helm defender in a um, – uh, like forces them to make a decision. Are they going to step up on him or are they going to play back on the uh, on his big? Um, so he can make those decisions while he's in the air. Um, some, it's risky for some players, but for him it works. You know, he can either go to a floater or quickly drops the ball off. Um, contorts his body, like I said before, to hang in the air and drop the ball off if he needs to. Um, also loves to push the pace um, after a rebound. So he's a great rebounder for a guard. Um on both ends, actually. So on the offensive end, he kind of just hangs around, um, you know, causes problems on the offensive glass and defensive rebounding. You know, that's when he gets out and pushes the pace, um, could push head passes, or he can just push it himself. Uh, on the defensive end, I think he's got a fair bit of potential um, to guard the point of attack. Uh, just with his size, his strength, uh, moves his feet pretty well, you know, gets down into a stance. Um, it's hard to describe this part um and try our best here so when he's sliding his feet he can beat defenders to the ball uh, de- de- uh beat defenders to their spots pretty well um and he you know as he beats them there he kind of swipes the ball away towards him um like if you watch the nba you know drew holiday loves to do this moves over swipes the ball down and takes it away from him um mckinnon you know he can do that at times um also you know Great hands, um, swiping out the ball as people go to gather and shoot around the rim. Um, he's done a really good job of getting, uh, generating steals, just how quick his hands have been. Um, reaches in, um, and these are against you know, NBL players. He's been doing it in close games, um, getting about two and a half steals a game so far. Um, there are a few things he has to refine defensively. Um, you know, one of them is getting around screens. Um, you know, he's got to do a bit better fighting over them. I understand, you know, he's got a pretty big offensive role. Um, but just guarding the ball, if you're going to be a you know, top defender at the point of attack, you have to be a bit better getting around screens and fighting over them or making a decision to get under them. Um, and then also off the ball, um, you know, he can zone out every now and then just for, it only takes a split second and he's given up too much room for someone to shoot. Um, so he just picks up on them, um, which I think, you know, could come with time. Um, you know, he's got the potential to be a really good two-way, um, two-way player as a guard there. And, you know, um, Elon, uh, you know, that's the Colonial uh, Colonial Athletic Association. So, you know, it's, uh, you know, mid-major, it's, you're playing Townsend, you're playing UNC Wilmington, Hofstra, Drexel, Delaware, Charleston, William and Mary, Northeastern, you know, last, last season, they, they also had, um, you know, it looks like they were able to put together a couple of uh, pretty nice uh, out of conference games, you know, played at Duke, played at Florida. Um, and, um, you know, so it's a, it's a conference where, you know, if you play pretty well, you can, you know, stand out, you know, and it's, you know, those, those schools, uh, I'm not going to put down those schools, um, but they're not your, you know, as we said, with um, with the R uh, going to Missouri and the SEC, you know, that's that's definitely a step up uh, compared to the Colonial Athletic Association. So, you know, it's a good level for him to go to and, 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 and you know, very possibly leave his mark. So 
good good for uh, good for uh, Max McKinnon, uh, who will uh, turn nineteen. Um, actually, just before the start of of um, of this of the uh, of training camp of the preseason uh, for 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 Elon. Uh, all right, fantastic stuff, uh, Kane. Uh, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Why don't you uh, please let everybody know where they can find you, uh, read your words, etc., and then we'll get on our way. Yes, I'm on Twitter at Kane underscore Pernell. Um, then you can find my scouting record and ID prospects. All right, fantastic. Uh, enjoy under 16. Um, and uh, yeah, as of uh, Sunday, uh, Sunday, whatever, mid-afternoon, late, uh, uh, late afternoon, early evening uh, European time, we will know the uh, four... Uh, we'll know the full field uh, for the under 17 world cup, knowing who, who will be playing where. So the, the road to the, uh, to the, uh, the title uh, will be then clear. So looking forward to it. Kane, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to you in, in two weeks. Thank you. Eric.